is a Flashpoint Extra. I'm Flashpoint host, Cherry Gregg. So I was very excited this week. I got to sit down with one of my favorite actors, Erica Alexander. Now, if you grew up in the 90s like I did, you probably fell in love with her. She was Cousin Pam on The Cosby Show, and she played attorney Maxine Shaw on Living Single. She was living single. Oh, I can't sing. Anyway, I absolutely love her. But she's been busy since then. She's transformed herself into a writer. She's creating roles for people of color in Hollywood. And she's doing something more. Y'all, put your fists up. She's traveling the country, finding raw talent among people of color. And she's refining them through her new media tech company called Color Farm Media. Here's my one-on-one interview with Erica. It's one of our Flashpoint extras this week. Be sure to subscribe to the Flashpoint podcast on the Apple Podcast app, radio.com app, or other applications you use to get your pods. You can find it by searching Flashpoint KYW. Flashpoint airs on 1060 a.m. Saturdays at 9.30 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 8.30. Here's my interview. Listen in. Erica, welcome to the KYW studio. Thank you so much, Jerry. I'm so glad to be here. Now, I've been a big fan of yours for a very long time. Gracias. And you've been very busy. Like, you've been to Philly a few times. You know what? It's it's called the grind. It's called the grind. Yes, I was here in Philly. I had a signing at the comic book store. And, yeah, I had a good time. Plus, my family lives here. That's amazing. I love the Philly ties. So you know all about you know all about the, <laughs> the Philly Freedom grind. Theater, all that. Yeah. Yes, that's this how is where we I do. was discovered. And I went to Girls High. So. That's wonderful. And that's what this is all about. And so I just wanted to, you know, I'm just so happy to hear you making change uh, in, in, in the industry. Tell us about your company and tell us about what you're trying to do. Well, I've been in the business for 34 years now, and I started when I was 14. And I was really lucky to get in at the ground level when an independent film. Before there was the Internet, before there were any sort of roles for even young black women, uh, I got a shot at New Freedom Theater to be in a film, and it changed my life. But it didn't change my circumstances. So I, there were no roles really for me to transition to. Mm. So if I hadn't gotten The Cosby Show or if I hadn't gotten Living Single, I would have sort of just been stagnant. And I always thought that that was wrong. That was difficult for just a pool of people to be fighting, or I shouldn't say fighting, competing over the same role. There needed to be more. I didn't know how to create that that space. I need, but I knew I, it, it needed to happen. What I found out is I had to become a creator. I had to teach myself a new skill set, writing. And so all these years I've been teaching, my, teaching myself writing and now it's starting to bear fruit. People are uh, calling me Josh Whedon who does The Avengers. Yes. He, we, we did a spinoff of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer story. Uh, uh, Giles goes into a uh, uh, city school and falls in love with a black girl vampire who's, who's over 200 years old. With my creative partner, Tony Perrier, I did something called Concrete Park. It was the best American comic. Forbes said it was one of the best graphic novels in America. I just set up a— And that's uh, why you, you were signing book. Yeah. There you go. And I was just—Lionsgate, um, I just set up a horror thriller that I wrote. And I'm doing a movie about the Boys' Choir of Harlem that I wrote with Ava DuVernay's producing partners, Paul Garns. Wonderful. And so there's this new, I guess, people realized that there just wasn't enough roles for people of color. To That's fill right. those roles. And so people put on the writing hat doing Shonda Rhimes, doing Ava DuVernay style work and just making those roles. That's right. Now, that's why you have Issa Rae. That's why you have Donald yes. Glover and that type of thing. But I wanted to create a space that was even larger than that. And that's Color Farm Media. Mm-hmm. Color Farm Media, um, my, me and my partner, Ben Arnon, 
Uh, he has a background in tech. He incubated a company that was uh, it was incubated by Google and uh, sorry, incubated by Facebook and bought by mm-hmm. Google. We got together and decided, you know what, if we're really going to make a place for diversity, inclusivity, we got to make a space that actually goes and finds those voices and helps train them and guide them, but also tells them that they're you know, they're important. So Color Farm Media is that space. And we've been going around. We hit the road. Boots on the ground. Two months ago, we were in Cleveland, Detroit. We were just in Compton three nights ago. 600 people showed up in it for an initiative called Keep It Colorful. Keep It Colorful is mm-hmm. something where we teach creators not only that your voice is important, but that you, need, can, you can crowdfund your own projects. So hopefully by the end of this campaign, along with Seed and Spark and Black and Sexy TV, we will have funded and greenlit over 50 pilots. And let's and let's bring it down to the average person because – this is the issue that we're talking about. There's a lot of talent and we're seeing that through social media, people creating their own videos, people having skills, but they don't understand the industry and they need a foundation, right? A foundation of certain skills. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's where you come in. Right. I mean, listen, what you do is people think it's easy, but communication is hard. It's hard for anybody. It's hard to have the right voice. You probably have to read more than most people, stay in touch, be current. You also have to be open. You have to listen. Mm. People don't even have those skill sets anymore. They're such a me, me, me generation. Let me tell about me. But really, when you communicate, it's about the other person. And then it's filtered through you and then back through you as a storyteller. You tell your story. But it's usually about the ties that bind. That's one thing that's a real skill set. The other skill set is how it goes on the page, the formatting. People think just because they've watched a movie, they can make a movie. That's like saying, I live in a building. Let me build a, uh, a building. No, the architecture and the infrastructure of a building is quite difficult. There's steps. There's steps. There's templates. And there's ways that you can learn it. But you need to know that it exists. So I don't want people to feel in, dis- in, in when you get encouraged or you get uh, discouraged. Because you think people are trying to keep you out because, oh, they don't like my voice. They don't like this. But it turns out that you don't know what you're doing. The format is wrong. And it's, it's really Erica needs just said, <laughs> it turns out you don't know what you're <laughs> doing. Know what you're doing. It's like you're going to slick. school. You don't like, know what you're doing. And slick. people, you know, you mentioned on, on our walk here that university kids. I mean, that's pr- basically what you get in university. That's right. You go to college. A lot of times. I, I mean, I, I got a master's in journalism. That's where they taught me a master. A certain you're a thing exactly. about how to write, how to shoot, how to do certain things how to check sources but if you don't go to university this is the way to get that same information yes and in a different way right because at typically as black people we are pushed into performing arts for singing and athleticism and those types now there's a lot of people to teach you natural talent on. natural yeah. talent yes yeah. what's, what's required but not film and television and people don't know that if there is a very high bar that you must read, that you must put good things in. You should know about Dickens and Shakespeare and all those things. Why? Not so you do them, because you know about storytelling. Those were the masters. People don't want to read even the morning newspaper, let alone know more about their their their. Uh, so you literally cracking the whip on folks, cracking the whip, and and make and say if you serious about being in film and television, this is what you need to be. Right, and it's actually what black people were. When you think about Baldwin mm. and Malcolm X, and you think yes. about Malcolm Martin Luther King, they were orators, but they were great orators because. Not only did they study the Bible, which they, which really taught them, they read. They were ferocious readers, and they also discussed and debated ideas, which made them sharpen, so still sharpen still. Yes. So they had to come up against people who were going to debate them and put them in check. But also, they were the ones who also were the ones who um, seeded the, the, the generations. Mm-hmm. But then the 70s happened, and drugs happened. Yes. And people started going against education as if to be um, discredited. And that's why we have so many people who are outside representation and think that voting doesn't matter. 
but we've been sold. We've been sold our um, a set of a bar, a devil's bargain by yeah. people who wanted to stop us from gaining the real edge, which is education. Yeah, and so that now that's why. And so basically, you're almost creating a place of learning there you go. for people who are trying to be in film and television. And and what's interesting is you are literally going to find raw talent, polish it up. And say, and when Hollywood and everybody says, well, we can't find people. We we don't have the folks that have <laughs> that have the knowledge and the training to do it. You're going to be like, oh, 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 oh. You see, you, now, see, you just digested that in a very simple way and just told my story better than I did. But it's true. They always say that there's a pipeline problem. Yes. And, and they say, no, there's not. There's a disconnect. You're not looking for them. It's easier for you to call a bunch of agents and say, see what you got. And then they'll go through their books of people they represent who make them money and sh- and tell you. Now, by the way, these are usually very good people. You get the Ryan Coogler's, you get people like Erica Watson, who's my from Detroit, you get all sorts of great people. But you don't get Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, all the people that hip hop found, that Barry Gordy found. But they Those weren't, were but Marvin Gaye and all these folks weren't Marvin Gaye and, and Stevie Wonder when Barry Gordy met him. That's the point. And that that's he the needed issue. to create Motown. Yes. And he had the sort, he created a pipeline to places and that they didn't even know gold existed. Yeah. Well, there's gold out in them, their heels. And we going to, we going to. Girl, I love it. Now. I love it. Hello. And so you have an event coming up where people can have this conversation with you where, where people, and I mean, obviously you had 600 people show up there. So there's a need. There's a huge need. And just what's funny is that, and here's what I loved about it. And Terry, you had to see it. There were people who wrote in, because we talk about, People who are traditionally left out, so the marginalized, and that's women, Asian, Latina, Latinx, um, um, disabled, people over 45 who feel like they didn't get their shot. And, and according to Hollywood, you're over it. They won't even look at you. There were older women rolling up with their notebooks, being pushed by their grandsons. There were people who were um, as young as 15 and such and teenagers there. And there were all these black men who had gold teeth, and they're like, sister, I know I got a story to tell. Somebody's, you know, and I just love that you're out here. They were all there. Wow. All of them. But you Latinos know Latinos too, all of them. I can't remember her name, but the sister who was in, uh, uh, she was in Black Panther, she was in her 80s, and her grandson was the one who told her to, uh, uh, you know, audition. audition. And wow. she had been wanting to be an actress her whole Is that life. Right? And she played one of the tribal leaders and killed it. In a billion dollar film. And it was like, wow. and she was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. Her grandson was like, grandma, you always Grandmother, tell you us. must go there. Yes. And you must do this she for them. She said she practiced her Mandela accent oh. <laughs> <laughs> on YouTube. Everybody. It was the best story. It made me cry. Yeah. Because, you know, people think that, you know, you're too old. I'm too this. I, I don't know enough. But you're telling them that's not, that's a lie. That's the story of change. Representation mm. matters, not only in how we represent ourselves and politics, but on screen. There's a bleed edge. Uh, Maxine Shaw, attorney at law, was 25 years ago, and yet I have all these lawyers who now are of note telling me that it mattered that they saw that yes. character and they went into law. Not we'll only Marilyn Mosley, Stacey Abrams, Mayor de-, de Blasio, yes. all these people, Ayanna Presley, these are people who it mattered to. Mm-hmm. So why aren't we doing that? That woman that you discussed, we need to see her. Not yes. only so we can respect our elders, but can we know that we can live that long? So you can have an expectation of life. It matters. It matters because most black women do not get a chance to live their dreams until in their 50s and 60s because they've been taking care of everybody else. Yes. Why are they outside of the conversation of film and television? Why are they only in authority figures and never the damsel or the person of desire? Where are those people? Yes. Enough is enough. 
these voices matter. It's a new majority, and we're going to take it over. Yeah, I absolutely love it. So tell me about your event. Where can people come out? And, you know, they hear this. They want to, you know, they feel a little bit of empowered. They hear your strong voice saying, you can do this. And and where can they come and get the They should come to started? 1906 Rittenhouse Square. We're going to be there Sunday. We happen to be the um, hosted by Limitless Music Festival. That's a music festival for children and youth and the, well, I should say, up till like 25 or 26 at um, um, on Saturday, Saturday mm-hmm. and uh, today. And you should come out on Sunday and uh, that's three to five at the 1906, the Ethical Society. Yeah, Ethical that's where Society. We'll be. Right and it's going to be a great Square. workshop with Seed and Spark and Black and Sexy TV and, of course, Color Farm Media, which is my company. Yeah, and y'all should be there on time because if they're getting hundreds of people, you know, you need to make sure you get your seat. And I know Please. I know my people. Yes. They always try to roll up in there late. Be on time. Be on time. And go to seedandspark.com slash colorful. And you can uh, get more information and see the exact thing or tell people. But also uh, Little Big Sisters here, and that's my nieces. Wonderful. And, uh, and that's Seed. Seed. Seed and Spark. D and A-N-D Spark. Dot com slash colorful. Yep. Seed and spark dot com slash colorful. And, um, you know, I, I just want to invite uh, Sarai to speak up now because you guys are hosting the Limitless Music Festival yes. on Saturday, July 21st from 12 to 7 p.m. Y'all have a whole host of musical acts. Tell us about it. So um, we started this music festival three years ago because I was blessed to have a family that supported me in all of my musical endeavors. We had people in our family who have done the arts like my aunt, but we also had a support system that said, if you want to do something, you put your mind to it, you work hard, and you can do it. Not everybody in Philadelphia has that, but a lot of people have talent. A lot of a lot of parents have kids who are doing things that they aren't, you know, exposed to, or maybe they see that people on TV are doing it, but they don't know how to get their kid there. So we wanted to start a music festival that um, young people can come to and see people doing things that they might be interested in and go through seminars to learn how to make those steps to get there. And so that's what part of the Limitless Music Festival is. You see, I'm inspired by them. Mm -hmm. You know, they've been doing this for three years and they sing all over the city and then they take that money, invest and give a free festival for the for Philadelphia. That's absolutely beautiful. I got to give it to, you know. Well, I love our younger generation. I really do because the, of the innovation and the generosity, um, and the and the genero- and the innovative ways you become generous. Mm-hmm. So I commend you on that. So tell us where people can find out information because I know it's uh, eight forty seven North Franklin Street, Philadelphia, right. PA. Uh, you guys are on uh, social media at the Limitless Fest Music Festival. Yes. Um, and so, you know, where can people find more information? Um, if you're interested, you can look up at Little Big Sister Band on Instagram. That is our personal page. We post all of our information on there. But if you want to find out specific information for on Saturday, it's at the Limitless Music Festival. Um, we will be posting artists from the gala, which happened on Thursday, and our Sunday event with our aunt as well. So it's a, a, it's a full weekend affair. We'd invite everybody to come. Everything is free. So y'all have some talent? Yes. Do y'all want to, like... <laughs> You know, bust a little. Uh, no. <laughs> yes, yes. Do do something to the chorus. You want to give me, uh, you know, we can give know. you a chorus. Yeah, give me, yes. give me, give me a little chorus. Let me set me free. Why don't you, baby? Live my, my life. Why don't you, babe? Move on. You're gonna get up. You're gonna get out. And let me sleep at night. 
See, that's how you know somebody is really talented when you say bust a, bust a line and they just go right into it. So I want to say <laughs> no hesitation. No hesitation. I love it. So, and you are the Little Big Sister Band? Yes, Little Big Sister Band. Y'all go ahead. I'm so proud of y'all. All right, the Limitless Music Festival, July 21st. We also have Keep It Colorful on July 22nd. You can get, you can find out more information about the music festival. They are on all social media at the Limitless Music Festival. Also, Little Big Sister Band. And then Erica Alexander, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jerry. I, you we know, know without people like you, we would do these things in the dark. And I have to say, I really appreciate your time. And I also appreciate not your activism because it's real and it's yes. necessary and it makes a difference. Yes. And thank you so much. You can find out more about Keep It Colorful, which is on Sunday, July 22nd, seedandspark.com slash colorful. Thank you so much. Ooh, y'all. Thank you, love. This has been a Flashpoint Extra. Flashpoint airs on 1060 a.m. on Saturdays at 930 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 830. You can also live stream us by visiting KYWnewsradio.com. Please subscribe to the Flashpoint podcast on whatever apps you use to get your pods. You can search Flashpoint KYW. Also, please follow us on Twitter. Our handle is Flashpoint Show. My handle is Cherry Greg, thank you so much for listening and being a part of the Flashpoint fam.